Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 through 37. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branches become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The word of God for us this morning, thanks be to God. Today we begin the season of Advent as you have heard earlier in this service. We prepare for the coming of Jesus. We anticipate all the good things that come with the birth of the Savior. We also use this time to remind ourselves that just as people expected a Savior back in Jesus' time, we still expect the Savior to return for us. The first coming of Jesus is a preview or a precursor to the second coming of Jesus. You really can't have one without the other, but one definitely points to the next. So what do we know? Well, if I asked you today, when is Christmas? You would definitely say December 24th. Everybody knows that, right? We all know when Jesus was born and we celebrate uh, the birth of Jesus. But if you went back 2,000 plus years and asked people, when is the Savior going to be born? You would get a thousand, a million different answers because people did not agree on when the Messiah was coming. Some even claimed that he had already come. And some false messiahs had already come before Jesus. So if you asked them, they wouldn't know. If you ask people today, when is Jesus coming back? You would get a million different answers again. But the reality is, we really don't know. What we do know is that we need Jesus. We need him as much today as they needed him back then. Just as back then they needed a savior, we need a savior today. Sometimes we pretend to be self-sufficient and like we don't need anybody. But the reality is as sinners, we need somebody to forgive us. 
As children of God, we need an example to follow, and that's in Jesus Christ. As those who are lost, we need a shepherd that's going to go searching for us. As those who have experienced illness, we need a healer who will make us whole. You see, we all need Jesus because we are all captive to sin. We all live in the flesh. We all have to experience the things that are of this life. And so we all need Jesus. The other thing we know is that we need Jesus in 2020 just as much as we needed him last year and as they needed him 2,000 years ago. You see, our need of Jesus is not circumstantial. It doesn't depend on what's going on in our lives or in the world at the moment. Just like we need food and we need water to live, the reality is we need Jesus if we want to live into eternity. We need Jesus if we want to be redeemed and forgiven. We need Jesus if we want to be made right with God. So our need of Jesus does not depend on whether we're healthy or sick, rich or poor. It doesn't depend on whether the world seems to be going right or going wrong. It doesn't depend on politics. Our need of Jesus depends on the fact that we all need salvation and grace from God. And it also depends on the fact that we can't do it on our own. If we could do it on our own, we wouldn't need a savior, but the reality is we can't save ourselves. So we need Jesus in the good times and the bad times. We need him all the time, not sometimes. And we need to learn that without Jesus, every one of us would be lost. The other thing that we learn from this scripture is that no one really knows the time or the date in which Jesus will return. The only thing we know is that he will return for us one day. You see, unlike a movie premiere, in which you get a date and a time and a theater where you'll be able to watch a movie, the return of Jesus is an unknown. It is more like one of those posters you see at the movie theaters that says, coming soon to a theater near you. If you've seen one of those posters, you know that when they have those up, they haven't announced when the movie will arrive. They haven't announced when the movie will be shown. They're just letting you know that it's coming. And there's a number of those on the wall next to the ones that have dates on them. Because they want you to know what, the, what is coming to the theater so that you will make a point to come back and check for it. Well, if you saw a poster for Jesus' return, it wouldn't have a date and it wouldn't have a time. It would simply say, Jesus, coming soon to you. And that means that when it comes to the return of Jesus, all scripture points to the fact that we won't know the exact date and the exact time. But it also reminds you that he is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Rather than having a date and a time for us to know, it simply keeps us on edge waiting for that arrival. So what does it mean for you and I to know that Jesus is coming soon. Well, when we see a movie preview or a poster that says coming soon to a theater near you, we immediately think to ourselves, you know what? I wanna watch that. I'll have to check back to see when that comes out because I wanna see it. 
If you're watching a movie preview inside the movie theater before your movie that you're actually going to watch, what happens often is that you'll turn to the person next to you and say, you know what? That movie looks really good. We have to come back and watch that. We need to come back and check that out. When it comes to the story of Jesus, his preview or his first movie was his first arrival in Bethlehem. If you think about it, it was a grand production. It included angels singing in the fields. It included a bright star in the sky. It included shepherds coming and wise men coming from the east. It was such a great story. When you think about that first coming of Jesus, think about it as like the first movie in a two-part series. And you know, often sequels are not as good as the first movie. But in this case, I think God is getting ready to outdo himself. I think the second coming of Jesus is going to be even more glorious than the first. I'm sure that angels will be involved. I'm sure that it's going to be glorious and grand. I'm sure that it's going to be something to behold. And I believe that God will blow away all of our expectations. You know, all those pictures that you've seen of the second coming, I think will pale in comparison to what it will be like. Well, you know, a good preview leaves enough of the story untold to get you to want to come and watch the actual movie. Jesus' first coming left a lot to be told in the story. When Jesus left in the clouds, he basically said, I'm not done yet. There's a lot more to come. And because we know what he did in his birth and his life, his death and his resurrection, then I can't wait to see what he will do in his return. Nowadays, when a good movie is coming out, people can't wait to see it. Many people will go out and purchase tickets ahead of time so that they can be there at the preview. They want to be the first ones in the door to see that movie. If you're a Star Wars fan, you know how some of those movies, people would make lines for hours or days to get into the theater to be the first ones to watch it. Well, you know, our scripture today reminds us that we need to be that excited about the second coming of Jesus. But unlike movie premieres where you know the exact time and the exact date, the second coming of Jesus will be unexpected. It'll be out of the blue. It'll happen all of a sudden. And so you just need to be ready for it. You need to be ready for it every day. And the way you get prepared for the coming of Jesus is by getting your ticket to leave with him. How do you get your ticket for the second coming? You declare Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You repent of your sin and pray a sinner's prayer in which you admit that you need God to wash away your sin and make you a new creation. You declare his promises are true for you and your household, and you declare blessing on all your generations. Have you recognized Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Have you invited him into your heart? If you have, you've basically said, I am ready. I am prepared for the second coming of Jesus. But the second part of that is then you have to stay vigilant. You have to pay attention for that return or you will miss it. 
our scripture points out that Jesus' second coming will be like a man who leaves his home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his own work, and he commands the doorkeeper to be on watch for his return. In this illustration, it is clear that God is the owner who leaves and puts us in charge. He has given us dominion over this earth, over our lives. We have been given free will to decide how we live and act and talk and treat each other. And he has given us specific work to do until he returns for us. This brings up several questions for us then. What work has God given us to do? What is it that God has put in your plate that you are supposed to handle before Jesus returns? What is it that you're supposed to do to bless somebody else with a word or a gesture or an action or a gift or simply a listening ear that is there for them in their time of need? The other question that arises from this illustration is, are we staying awake, waiting for the master's return? Are we paying attention? Are we getting our work done or are we leaving it to the last minute, hoping that we can still get it done before Jesus appears in the clouds? You see, we can't snooze on the job because we don't know if today is the day when Jesus will return. And if we live every day as the last day, that I think everything would change about our day. We would choose to do things differently. We would choose to pick, we would pick our words more carefully. We would choose how to use our resources more wisely. I learned about this idea of the owner coming back in one of my classes on leadership. The story that we read was about a company manager who used to visit his workers at the same time every day. He would walk through their work areas and just greet them and see what they were doing. And then he would go back to his office and he did this every day. And his company was doing fine. But then one day he had a conflict and he decided that he couldn't make it at the regular time. So he started coming at random hours. He would show up at the workplace and at different times a day. And it got to the point that the workers didn't know when he was coming. And so what he noticed was, and what he learned from this experience, was that when the workers did not know when he was coming, their productivity rose. The company did better because they were more vigilant to be doing their work because they didn't know if today was the day. This moment was the moment when the boss would walk in the door and they didn't want to be caught not doing their work. You see, I think, I think God knew exactly what he was doing when he didn't tell us when Jesus was coming back. He knew if he told us a date and a time, most of us would procrastinate. I know not you, not me, most of us though, would procrastinate, right? We would say, oh, he's not coming till Friday, I'll pick up on, on Thursday. Oh, he's not coming back till Sunday, I'll pick up on Saturday. And the rest of the week, our house would be a mess, right? God knew if he told us when Jesus was coming, most of us would live wrecked lives, waiting for that last moment to get things in order before his return. 
So instead, by not telling us, God assured that every generation of Christians since Jesus would continue to prepare themselves, keeping one eye on the sky and one eye on their lives as they continue to try to get their lives straight and, and be with God in a great relationship so that if Jesus came today, they would be ready to go. I don't need to tell you that God is brilliant. It, you know, as an illustration, I think that he had it right. As Christians, we live better lives when we don't know when Jesus is coming because it keeps us checking back and looking back and checking with ourselves to see if we are living every day as if today was the day that Jesus would come in the clouds. You know, when a movie comes to theaters, we don't just go and watch it by ourselves. A lot of times what we do is we go find others and we invite them to come with us. If it's a really good movie, we talk it up. We tell people, hey, you can't miss this movie. This is one of those movies that when you go out with your friends, they're going to be talking about it. You need to come watch it so that you know what they're talking about. When it comes to the return of Jesus, I think God wants us to do the same thing. I think he wants us to talk it up. I think he wants us to invite others to come check it out. I, I think he wants us to tell people, hey, it's, it's Advent time. It's Christmas time. It's time for you to go back and watch the first part so that you can get excited about the second part. Christmas is here. That's the first part of the story. But let me tell you, there's a better one coming and you don't want to miss it. Go watch that first part. Go sign up for the second part and you will have a great time because this is the best movie of all times. You see, I think this is the work that the illustration speaks about. It is about us being faithful disciples of Jesus Christ by making other faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. You know, when you are a fan of a particular movie or series, you are not just satisfied with being a fan of that movie or series. You tell others about it. You invite others to become fans. You talk it up with them so that they get excited about watching it. You know, my daughter loves anime, and I didn't think I would like anime, but she talked it up, and then she made me watch a few episodes. And the next thing I know is we are binge-watching on Netflix anime, which I never thought I would like. That's the same thing that I think the scripture is pointing us today. It is saying, go tell people about Jesus. Invite them to be ready for his second coming. And this Christmas, make it a point to walk them through that first story so that they will know that Jesus is coming soon. I hope you're getting ready for Christmas. Not just decorating your house and preparing the meals but that you're getting ready for Christmas in your heart and with your spirit, that you're getting your life ready for the return of Jesus, that as you prepare for Christmas, you realize that as Christmas draws closer, the return of Jesus is coming soon, and you won't want to miss it. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, O Lord, for sending your son Jesus the first time, and for promising that he will return a second time. 
We ask, O oh Lord, that you will get us excited about his second return during this Advent and Christmas season, that we will invite others, O oh Lord, to know about him, and that we will grab our ticket by declaring him our Lord and Savior and keeping our eye on the sky. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.